Welcome to the Parent Podcast, where each week we'll discuss topics relevant to parents. Whether you are expecting the arrival of your first child or have kids preparing to graduate from college, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll bring on different guests who will provide their expertise and perspective in an effort to remind you that you are not alone in this journey and encourage you as you raise and lead your family. Welcome, everybody, to The Parent Podcast. We are glad you are back, and we have a great episode today. Uh, As always, this is Robert, children's pastor at Autumn Ridge Church, joined by Derek, the daredevil, Freed. Derek, the daredevil, Freed. When have you ever seen me be a daredevil? I don't know. Look. Listen, like you can't just give me adjectives with have no basis for why I'm giving there them. There were a lot of other words I thought of, but I thought daredevil was the nicest of the bunch. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, I have jumped out of an airplane before. Then you're a daredevil. Okay. okay. But you didn't know that when you gave me the... I didn't need to know specifics. I felt it in my heart that it was mm. true about you. All right. Mercy. There it is. I try to be nice. And Felt give you the in your heart. It's a Marvel character. I thought you'd be thrilled. Well, yeah, we're getting off topic. Couldn't already. you make me Superman? No, I'm Superman. Well, that's just selfish. I'm the host. That's just how things go. You could be Jimmy Olsen. Do you want to be Jimmy Olsen? I'll make it happen right now. I'm not like, editing. I feel that like up. this is only getting worse. It is. So we'll just move on. Today we are joined by uh, two wonderful, lovely uh, members of Autumn Ridge Church, Jason and Catherine O'Grady. They're coming today to talk to us about. Well, things we wish we knew when we became parents or before we became parents. Um, I think this is a great topic because a couple of weeks back, I taught a class for several new parents who, who were going to have their uh, children uh, dedicated in the church, and we talked a lot. And um, I was thinking just how little you know, really, going into no parenting. Idea. You have no idea, no idea. The, the nuttiness, the craziness that is about to ensue. So we're going to talk all about that. But before we do... Why don't you tell our audience just a little bit about both of you? Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited about it. But I have to be honest, we are not experts in the parenting world. Uh, so we have three well, little... Well, that's all yeah. for the Parent Podcast, we'll guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, we have three little people, our oldest, uh, Jason Jr.'s nine, and then we've got uh, two girls, seven and four. Um, we've been married now for th- Ooh. 13 Ooh. years. Mm. She was When's waiting. our anniversary, Jason? 2008. Yep, so 13 years this August. Go. He only knows because it's written on his ring. No, not anymore because I lost that ring. <laughs> oh, that's right. You dropped it in a lake in Wisconsin. Right. I told you about it, Whoops. though, when it happened. I didn't keep it from you. And you got a new band yourself. I did. Thank you for that. Nice 10-year yes. anniversary. Score. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You were able to parlay that into yeah, this. We might looking, be my favorite we episode already. We were looking at rings for him. And I was like, ooh, this one looks nice. You know what? I lost my ring in a lake, too. <laughs> that's, that's what we in the business call a come up. Right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> it looks nice, though, honey. Thank you. So we, we've been a member of Autumn Ridge for as long as we've been out here in Minnesota. Um, I'm originally from Maryland. My bride's from Pennsylvania. We met in a little school called Grove City College. She didn't want anything to do with me, uh, but thankfully the Lord intervened. And, in a big way. Yeah. Now we're married. Yeah. I feel like he we're going to have them back to, to hear the rest of like that story, story one day. There. Yes, I, I need to know how the Lord intervened for that one. But uh, we're glad you're both here. We're glad uh, we were able to get you. I know y'all are very busy. I've talked to a lot of people and uh, you know who've been married several years, and they'll say things like, well, you know, we, we, we want to have kids. We just want to be better prepared. You can't. And you can't. <laughs> I just start laughing and laughing, and then they stare at me, and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, you just you have no idea. Because, yeah, you can prepare as much as you want to. It's never enough right until you're in the thick of it and then when you think you got it all figured out 
something changes, they get older, you enter into a new stage of life, and you have to figure everything out again. So that that is why we're here. You're, you said you're not experts, but but you're living it out right now. Yes. So we appreciate you coming to share uh, some of your pearls of wisdom, and uh, maybe other people can avoid uh, some mistakes down the road and uh, and learn from our mistakes. So, so tell us a couple of things uh, that you wish you knew before you became a parent. Honestly, I didn't know how much hard work it was going to be. That sounds incredibly naive right now, right? Uh, but I was when we had Jason, I was actually in training to be a family doc, and so I figured I got I know kids, and in fact. I was a children's minister at my home church for years before that. So I came into parenthood thinking I knew what was going on. I was entirely wrong because uh, even though you've had experience with other people's kids, they go home with those other people at the end of whatever event you're doing or at the end of the visit. These little ones are always with you. And right. so I think that part, and some of you out there are laughing right now at me, but I honestly thought it would be a breeze. It is not a breeze. It takes a lot of, many times, sacrifice, a lot of hard work. Not saying it's not rewarding, because it is. But you need to be truly invested in in parenting for it to really succeed. Something I wish I would have known before I had kids is that I I, I don't know my kids. Like, I don't know them. Like, this little (laughs) human being came out of me, and I was expecting this, like, joyous, monumental tears flowing. I had this whole picture of what it was going to be like. And I hold this kid. I'm like, who are you? You know, I was expecting this instant bond. And it didn't happen. I had to learn how to know my kid. I had to get to know him. Show me, He gets to show me his personality as he gets older. I think that's a really important one to share. I mean, yours was good too, Jason, but I think that was a that's really okay. important one to share. Because, she always shows me up. <laughs> but um, a lot of a lot of moms, especially, right, after, after they have the baby and they're holding it for the first time, they all of a sudden, right out of the gate, feel like, oh, no, I'm not a good parent I'm, because I'm I don't, I don't have a connection. It's not like in the movies where, like you said, like the tears are flowing and the baby's just, you know, sleeping peacefully. No, it, it's not always like that. And that doesn't mean you're a bad parent at all. No, in fact, that's the way it's supposed to be because yeah. we are human. We do not know our kids. God does. He is the one who knows our kids, who created them from their innermost being, before the foundation of the world was set into motion, God had a plan for my child. So short story, my kids are fully known to God, not me. Mm. (laughs) And that's going to come in handy in parenting, especially as we approach those teenage years to seek the one who did make them and check in with him to get guidance and counsel. Absolutely. (laughs) I think as they become teenagers, they start to then embrace what makes them them. You know, that it starts to become more of who they are and their personality starts to blossom into who they're going to be and, and things. So it's like an exploratory period. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Something I remember when I came out to interview, I mentioned this to you, Derek. I don't know if you remember. Jacob had begun to, you know, kind of teeter on the line between childhood being a teenager. And so like all these things he and I used to do together that were fun and, you know, jokes I made that were hilarious to him and all that just kind of like wasn't working anymore. That was like below him, you know, and it was like, well, I don't know what to do now. I don't know how to, to connect with him. I know for a lot of parents, that's a challenge because they they don't try to learn how to reconnect now that they're in this new phase. And uh, it's just something you got to work out, you know, over and over. You keep learning your kid as they better know themselves, as Derek put it. Kind of riffing on what I had talked about before, where I thought I knew 
getting into parenthood, what it was going to be like. Well, then when you get the first child, you're like, oh, now I've learned this, and I can apply what I've now learned to my other children. And then your second child comes, and they're absolutely nothing like your first child. Uh, I mean, even from their sleeping patterns, their eating patterns, what they like. And so things that you might have learned and succeeded with may not work with your subsequent children. And I think adapting your parenting style is pivotal to make sure that you're reaching your kids where they are, which is not easy. It means you got to keep learning, keep changing. But thankfully, the, you know, the Lord gives you grace to be able to do that. But I think that's important to know that if, you know, some of our listeners might be thinking about expanding their family and say, hey, I've got this parenthood thing down, watch what you say, because the Lord might send somebody to you that'll change your parent, parenting paradigm. Absolutely. P- complete opposite sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Excellent. For me, the second thing I would tell parents is to pray. Pray and pray often because the power, like in those moments, in those messes, you're trying to get the kids in the car, you're already five minutes late, what comes out of you is going to be like flesh, like gross, disgusting, to stop in those moments and to pray and to seek the Holy Spirit and his power. I like that one. Very good. And I think when, especially with your first child and probably the second child and third child, but when you have that kid and then all of a sudden it's just go, 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 go. I mean, you, you don't have time to, to sit, to eat, to sleep, to do anything anymore. That's, that's not involving the child. And so unfortunately stuff like praying can get pushed, you know, past the back burner even. Right. And, and we forget about those little things that are, that are important to, to even more important maybe to, to continue on as uh, we are parenting. Yes. My faith deepened through being a parent. But my faith grew in a way that I wouldn't expect. It's not those quiet moments that you get because you don't get those always in the beginning of the day. It's those little bits day by day. You're crying out to God and it's you're growing that way. You know, you have this picture. Oh, I'm going to spend this morning time and you don't always get that time. So you just got to take a verse here. You got I literally you can just open up your Bible and just start reading during the screamings because like it's just going to happen. You just got to do it. Get the audio Bible. That can be a that can be a real time saver, especially when they're they're infants, and you know maybe you're you're doing you know the twentieth load of laundry that morning from burp rags and and all that stuff, and uh, you can just have the AirPods in your ear when you're not listening to the parent podcast. Of course, you can listen to the audio Bible. Probably should take that out. We're going to take that out. Just take that out, Robert. Okay. Not a chance. <laughs> I want everyone to hear that you just put the parent podcast. On the same level as the Bible. Technically, oh, technically it, it was after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was parent podcast, then the Bible. Oh, was it? Yeah. See, yes. I thought he put him at the same level. No, no, no. no, I was giving him a little bit of grace and bigger than leeway, the Beatles. But I was, oh, okay. No, yep. I'm I'm just going to resign after this probably. <laughs> no. Excellent. What, what else you got for us today? So I think the other thing that I've learned um, is that there are stages of your kiddos' lives that you might be better at. Um. And there's other ones that you're going to have to lean into because it's not that great. So I'll be perfectly frank with you. I am not good in the baby infant stage. Um, I thought I would be. I mean, I'm used to not sleeping for, you know, 30-hour shifts. Uh, I'm, I'm used to getting up often to do that. But no, when it's your own kiddo that isn't consolable, um, none of our kids slept through the night. Uh, that was difficult, and I was – that I was not a fan of the overall infant stage and really asked for help, essentially. Whereas other stages, you know, right now, Jay's 
in baseball. I mean, he's really hit a stride, and that one's easier for me. Doesn't mean that I can just wing it, but I just know just I want our listeners to give themselves grace because they may find themselves in a stage where they're like, I can't even do this parenthood thing, and that's okay. You can rely on your contacts, your family, and most of all, rely on the Lord to help guide you. But know that there might be a stage coming up that kind of comes easier for you. At least that's been my experience. Yeah, when the kids fly the nest, that'll be like the easiest stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me. 100%, right? You got any others? They're messy. Kids they are, messy. are like 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 sticky fingers, boogies, <laughs> spit up, sour milk, crumbly goldfish between your toes, like sticky, gross. And it's just like, that's just kids. Like, just love them for it and realize that your house won't be clean. Let me ask you a question. I was watching uh, a show the other night, and these three moms were trying to show a woman who was not a parent how to act like a mom. And they they started putting, like, all this stuff in her purse, and they, like, took cereal and just crushed it up. So is that like a... It's a thing. In my purse right now, you dump it out, and it'll be so much crumbs of everything. That's how my car looks usually, especially when they were little. Like, you remove their car seat... For whatever reason, and it's a waterfall. It's like it's just crumbs. like, oh my lord, what happened under here? It's mm-hmm. a colony of of nasty. Ugh, yeah, it is messy. But you do have snacks that are not like uh, crumbled up at the bottom, so you do that too. Like applesauce pouches. Yeah, you got that in there. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to think that if you reach into there, all you're going to get is crumbs. Yeah, no, I serve more than just snack. crumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, For if sure. you're in a pinch, though, Raisins. you could probably serve the crumbs. Yeah, they'll eat it. Kids are always hungry too. Did, always. Did, did the episode just change into reasons not to be a parent? I feel like that's, <laughs> we've ventured into a different <laughs> podcast episode at this point. These, of, it's all glorious, though. If you have a kid, just to expect your life to be a just complete disaster, disgusting mess of sticky crumbs. Yeah. That's, that's It's reality. <laughs> and you love them. But maybe just slightly less when you have to do it. Like you're like in that moment where like you're like, oh, oh, I have a handful of yeah. Uh, like I don't even know what. Yeah, <laughs> there will be a moment. Derek, a kid will come to your bed. Not a kid. Hopefully, it's your kid. If some random kid shows up in your house and says this, you probably need to move. It's weird. <laughs> if a random kid shows up in my house, I'm running. Like <laughs> just day. running. But continue, there's like, Robert. There's like a movie about that. Isn't I wish you could that. all see Robert right now because he can't even talk. I'm so tired today. Um, one day, your child will come up to the side of your bed, tug at your arm, and they'll say to you, I feel sick. And as soon as those words leave their mouth, everything else will leave their body as well. Right on you. Parenting is messy. It can be. It can I be. would agree. I keep saying these things that should have been obvious to me, but there is no one right way to parent. Mm. I can't stress that enough. Um because you're going to get a lot of different advice from people. You should parent this way. You should parent this way. This is the only way that you can biblically parent. That's an even more dangerous one I don't even want to touch right now. I think we could do a whole other podcast on mm. you must parent this way because the Bible says so. Yes, I, Derek's looking at me lo- like, I know what you're talking about. I'm going to keep my mouth I'm, I'm making a side note <laughs> yes. for that for us to do le- uh, next season. Yeah. Um, but there is no I'm gonna, one. I'm going to be sick that day, by the way, Robert. Just so you know. <laughs> Lean into the message, Derek. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> there is no one right way. Um, and when we look at how we were parented, both Catherine and I were parented in entirely different ways, mm-hmm. which actually influences how we parent in some ways. And so having the conversations 
with your spouse about you know what is the best way that we want to raise our children is is really important and know that your preferences may be informed by how you yourself were parented and that's why coming back to the word and saying is there any principles that we can apply in this situation that can help us parent i, I just think that's really important for us to to remember uh, especially if we see friends other family members parenting in a way that we may not want to i mean obviously there's there's clear demarcation about sin versus not you know but within a, there's a whole realm of good healthy parenting that may look different in different contexts um, and so just because I might parent my kid is one way, it might not – it does not necessarily mean that that's the way to parent. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, in this class I taught you know, with these new parents, that is something I said. The decisions you make as a parent are partially or are sometimes fully formed by how your mom and dad raised you, good or bad – and so you, if it was something that was a good experience, yeah, I'm going to carry that over. I'm going to, I'm going to model that. I'm going to live that out. That's how I'm going to parent. If something bad, you're like, I'm hopefully, right? I'm, I'm not going to do it that way. And some people swing the complete opposite direction, do it just, you know, and that's not always the best. Other people kind of vary. And one day your children, based on how you parent, is going to determine what type of parents they are. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And, and you're right. Yeah. There's no one right solution or formula to parenting. It's why there's so many books out there on the topic because anybody can write a book and say this is the way or this is the method you need to try and uh yeah find something that works best for you and for your family and uh move with it yeah definitely my last tidbit of information not that it's rocket science but just don't be afraid of being a good parent or a bad parent or your parent performance it it comes naturally and loving your kids comes naturally you it took me a while to like get to know this little human being but the love was always there it's just this instinctual thing that comes out of you that providing protecting nourishing caring for this this human being and it's just it's awesome because you get that bigger picture of god's love for you when you become a parent it's just like oh i get it you know you see guys like we are children of god i am a child of god like if God loves me, even a hint of how much I love this little human being, holy goodness, that is incredible. Mm. And I just love how everything in creation speaks his name, that this relationship that we have is a reflection of the relationship that we have with him. Definitely. I like that one. I don't know if you have another one, but that's going to be hard to top if you do. I mean, I, I could keep talking about parenthood for a while. <laughs> you tell me how long the, the podcast is and, you know, cut me off or, or not. But we, we go until we run out of ideas. I'm going to be real honest with you, but it's also Taco Tuesday, I know. It's it, Taco Tuesday, and my kids know it, so yeah. they are asking for there it. There you go. They're, they're, I looked over to see if they were yeah. peering through the glass, but waiting. Salivating. I yes. bet they got snacks, though. They do. They Mama brought her so, snacks. They're golden. Give us... Give us your 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 best one that you have on on in your mind right oh, now. Oh, I think I've already given my best. Give ones. us your second or third best one that you have in mind right now. <laughs> Just give us the next one. Give you us have whatever's on like, your mind right now. Give anything that you've got. Yeah, I would be curious to know. So you have three kids. We do. So at one point, you guys right. got to like play a double team defense, right? <laughs> Correct. And then eventually you had a second. So now you're man to man. Yes. And then you had three. Now you're playing zone. I totally so with you. What what's been for you guys? What would you say? Uh, for each of you has been the biggest thing to learn as you've gone from one to two and two to three in in the difference between that. Yeah. I, I, the funny thing is, you know, we actually had a great premarital counseling with the the pastor that married us. And we both said in that premarital counseling, how many kiddos do you want? 
And uh, I said two. She said three. And he was fine with that answer. Right. Like 2.5 kids. And like, so we that's not possible. Two to three. And so, you know, we compromised and had three. I just wanted to put that out there. Good. Yeah. You know, so you might have to. You good, might compromise, compromise. Good compromise. Four. Yes. No. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest jump for me, I'm interested in what Catherine says, is two to three rather than one to two. So going from two on one to man was a little easier than going from man to zone. Uh, because there were more of them than than us. It leads to needing to prioritize because you cannot meet all the needs at that point. So you have to basically strategize and and a lot more division of labor at that point too. So when I had one kid, I was like, how in the world can I possibly love another human mm. being? Like I was like honestly concerned, like kept me up at night. Like how can I love mm. another kid? Like I love my first one so yeah. much and it happens, it does. The third, you know, as kids come along, you just love them with the same intensity and the same. It's like it it just comes out of you. It is within us as human, as the image of God. We bear his image, all of us in, in humanity, that when we have this child, we just love it. Agreed. I'm going to be real obscure here. Anybody remember the uh, comic strip Family Circus? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know why this has stuck in my head. I saw it as a kid, but it was uh, the mom. The family circus mom and uh, all her kids, you know, wrapped around her legs. And uh, she was talking to another woman and the woman asked her, how do you divide your love among all your children? I think they had like, I don't know, five, six. I don't know how many kids they had in the family circus. But I remember her answer was, I don't divide it. I multiply it. And I was like, yeah, math is cool. Because <laughs> I didn't understand what <laughs> yes, it meant at the time. Like, math. yes, math is amazing. <laughs> yeah. As I got older, and especially once I became a parent, you know, and, and had more than one child, it was like, oh, yeah, it, like, what you just said. And parenting in every conceivable way possible is you're you're giving all of yourself to raise up. And uh, you know, I hear people say, oh, well, you got to put your dreams on hold and all that. I, I don't know about that necessarily. Maybe for some people that's true. But you learn how not to be selfish, hopefully, mm-hmm. as a parent. And then as you have another child, right? Yeah, you think, how am I going to do it? But it just it works and it happens and it's a blessing Mm -hmm. definitely a blessing yes parenting teaches me that i am a sinner hard core and it refines me like no other so i'm grateful for that refinement that has come through parenting there's good growth that comes from it definitely definitely the 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 person i was before i became a parent and the person i am now I, i hope i'm a better person Definitely different people. You definitely grow from yeah. the experience. So. Can I speak to the single parents that might Please. be listening? Definitely. Because you hear us talking and we talk about how we're teaming and we're going to the zone and things. But I'll be perfectly real with you. Both Catherine and I came from homes that were a lot of it was single parent. Mm. So I was raised by my mother. It was just her and I for our entire lives. Catherine was raised by her mother for a while and then had a blended family. So the reason I bring that out there is because I don't want our single parents to be discouraged that I can't do this thing alone. They're not really alone. Number one, they have the Lord with them. But it was also, you know, when I was growing up, it was my mom's parents that stepped in the gap. You know, I even called my mom's father dad many times because of how he's really stood in the gap for me. And so I would just reassure those that might be feeling like they're struggling as a single parent that you can do this that the Lord's got you, that the Lord loves your child even more than you do, and that when it feels like you're unable to give anymore, you'll find that second reserve, and that your kiddos will 
grow up and and really succeed. I mean, I think I think I'm doing okay. I was raised by you know single parent and feel good about my childhood. But I just wanted to send out that encouragement to those that are listening that might be single parents, maybe a blended family, which puts new dynamics into it. Um, that it's rewarding and doable, and that they're not alone. Definitely. And for anybody that maybe hasn't listened the entire season of the Parent Podcast, we did do an episode uh, specifically about uh, the single parent home and uh, community and help that's out there. So if you haven't listened to that, you can uh, scroll back up and find it. Lots of good information there. So one that I'm going to throw out there um, that I think is important, and, and we've kind of touched on it slightly with with all the wonderful points you've made. Um, it's important to know when you become a parent, you're not going to be a perfect parent. What? No, I, well, I mean, you're close, I'm sure, but there's no such thing as a perfect parent, right? Likewise, there's no such thing as a perfect child. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they wake you up in the middle of the night. No. Um, is, is this the random kid in my house? This is the random kid in your house waking okay. you up in the middle All of the right. night. No. You're going to make mistakes. That's okay. In fact, it's a really great opportunity to model... Uh, repentance, forgiveness, right, in front of your children to admit your mistakes, to to say that there is forgiveness for mistakes and to learn and grow from them. Your kids are going to make mistakes. Probably a lot of the same mistakes we've made growing up, right? Yeah, you want them, you, you hope that they won't, right? You hope they avoid some of the bad, really bad choices we've made, but they're, they're still going to mess up somewhere in there. Um, and it's good to show them grace and love and mercy in that as, as we correct them. So uh, I always encourage parents not to be too hard on themselves and not to be too hard on their kids about it. That word perfect is only reserved for God alone. That's right. So we are humans, we make mistakes, and anyone who tries to reach perfection is really trying to reach an idol in their lives. Mm. And it's they're always going to fall short and miss the mark. And that is comforting to, to me when I felt like I'm exhausted and depleted depleted it was because i was human mm. and i feel it in the depth of my humanity that there is a god because yeah. he is perfect and i am so not one of my favorite things about parenting is that uh it helps me understand that that nature of god who is you know our father so much better because when i'm like when my kid does something you know or, or says something and or makes the same mistake a couple of times in a row and i'm like my goodness why can't you get this you know this this is simple and I stop and think, how much does God think that about us a lot of the time, right? Like, you're 40. Mm-hmm. You should know this by now. This is easy. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. You don't have to do that. You know, just turn to me over and over. But his patience is unending. His love for us and his grace for us, unending. And uh, that, that being a father has really brought depth and uh, a greater appreciation of, of who God is in that role as our father. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and just to make sure, because I've had some fun with this episode and, and poked some fun at parenting and all that, but, yeah, it is messy, right? It is challenging. Sometimes you, you, you stand there in the middle, especially when they're toddlers, and somehow within like 10 seconds or less, every single toy that has ever been made and is in your home is just like, blown up throughout your house right and you're standing there and you're like oh my goodness and you just cleaned it up and you just cleaned it up Mm -hmm. right Uh, when you reach into your purse and one of those applesauce pouches has exploded and mixed with the crumbs now right for all those moments parenting really really is i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world absolutely would not trade it for anything in the world it's it's rewarding it's challenging as it should be the hard things in life are, are are you know that are challenging 
hopefully are rewarding too. And, and parenting is definitely that. So as we kind of wrap up here, were you going to jump in though with a, a Derek's wrap up? No. Oh, I was ready for it. I was like, yes, we're going to get a wrap up. No wrap up. Well, I, th- I saw you taking notes, so I just figured. I never know whose turn it is. I figured I, there's nobody that ever has a turn. We just always fight over it, and then somebody does it. Wait, so I've been raising my hand this whole time for nothing? Yeah, basically. This this whole thing's a sham. We're not even really recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, as as we wrap up, um, we always give our guests an opportunity to share kind of just, you know, one final thought, one wrap-up point. So uh, if, if you have anything, we'd love to hear it. Deep Thoughts by yes. Catherine O'Green. Love it, yes. I just want to say that having kids has really set my mind on the eternal. Mm. I got a degree in mass communications from Ohio University, and my goal was to be a broadcast journalist. And you might say I've given up my career to have kids, um, but my life is so much more full and abundant because I was seeking something that was temporal and setting my hope in that versus my hope in Christ. And now mm. I get to raise and disciple these little human beings that are going to go on and disciple others for the kingdom of God. So I don't think I would get wrapped up after a newscast, but I'll get wrapped up in deep thoughts and parenting. So That was great. I don't I, even think you should try. I can't top no. that. I, I just want to second what she said. Excellent. Well, we appreciate you both taking the time on Taco Tuesday to be here uh, to share with us and uh, pass on some wisdom to the other parents out there. Derek, believe it or not, it's June and it is gorgeous outside and it's warm and summer is just, I mean, school's going to get out any day now, a couple more days of school. Praise the Lord. Kids are ready. And we only have one episode left in season one. Season one is about to wrap. Say it's not so. It is so. Is there a season two? Well, I'm glad you asked. There will be a season two. Definitely be a season two. We got ideas in mind. We got topics ready. But our our, our last guest of the season is going to come talk to us about, well, summer vacation, right? And and especially with kids, how can you take a summer vacation with your family that is hopefully uh, stress-free or maybe even lightly, uh, uh, slightly less stressful? So we're going to wrap up season one with that. You like that? Yeah. Can, Derek, I, can I give him a spoiler alert? I want you to give your number one tip for a stress-free vacation. My number one tip for a stress-free vacation <laughs> is to go by yourself. I'm not, hey. Don't, don't, hey, don't take no. the kids with you. Just hey, go by yourself. Let's all, let's all, hey, we're, we're adults, right? Every parent has thought that moment, like, if I could just go on a vacation, like a weekend, even at home by myself. My husband does that. Boom. Is it? Wow. So it's tell called us. CME. Hey, Continuing no. medical education. Hey, so uh, when you were in Miami, it doesn't, hey, how did doesn't that, matter. That was CME. How did that bus feel right there that you just got thrown under? Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. No. It's normal. No, you take it. No, you, you, you know, it's, but hey. All right, everybody. One episode left in season one. Hope you tune in next week for that one. I don't know why I say that every time. We're not going to use that because people don't tune in. It's not a radio station. All right, every. <laughs> Golly, Moses. All so right. those of you who want to know, we'd like to tease this next episode. Mm. But Pastor Nash is having a difficult time doing that. Mercy. He so is. He's it's just, please come back. Listen to us next week. It drops every Wednesday. It's exciting. We need to get your ratings because we want to do a season two to help you. That's right. Please do come back. Leave us some reviews. We'll talk to you next week, everybody.
Thank you for listening to The Parent Podcast. The Parent Podcast is produced by Autumn Ridge Church and Robert Nash. Our sound engineer is Ian Benoit. Our theme song is Silver Skies by Geome. Follow us on Twitter at Parent Podcast or on Instagram at The Parent Podcast. You can email us with questions or topics you would like us to cover at parentpodcast at autumnridgechurch.org. For more information on Autumn Ridge Church, please visit autumnridge.church. Thank you for listening.